Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we're taking on a topic that's just a security blanket in your relationship, and that is the ability to be patient during difficult times and to trust that you and your partner can make it through those difficult moments. We're going to talk about that dynamic, share a little bit about a time that we were confronted with it, and hopefully you'll come out of it with some real tools to help you and your partner build that trust, build that patience with one another. Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And, you know, we're just going to kind of dive right into a topic today that just like last week's episode where it sort of came out of a personal experience, something that we're going through, I think this is something as well that was generated between the two of us. You okay, Tara, just, just jumping on in? Yes. I feel like I have an idea of what you're going to talk about, but I'm not exactly sure. All right. Well, here we go. Well, I think I'm ready. If I cry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that the overall topic is somewhere between patience and trust and not necessarily like sort of the trust that we think of as far as like, oh, I trust you around fidelity or I, I trust you will do something or whatever, but more patience and trust within the relationship. So where I got the idea from this is that, you know, we've talked a lot about, we talk about transitions, that transitions are an incredibly important thing to be aware of in relationship. Mm -hmm. And the more you go through them, the more you prepare for them, the more you talk about them, hopefully the more gracefully you get through them. And we had another transition uh, in the last like week where we came back from Maine we always do it sort of staggered where, mm -hmm. where Tara comes back one week with the kids and then about a week and a half, two weeks later, I come back. And we had had just like a really amazing summer, right? In a lot of ways. I mean, there were yep. difficulties, but we had an amazing summer. It was definitely a summer of like a roller coaster of emotions, but with our connection, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like super nice and sweet and we had a lot of fun together. Mm -hmm. And the patience, I think for me and the trust was we came back and that transition, we had talked about it. We were like, okay, how do we use our plan, predict, prepare for it? And we kind of did that and it was still super bumpy. And what that also did for me was it, it we went from this like really connected summer to like there was this stark difference of feeling like sort of disconnected and maybe less like light. And I want to say this too, because a lot of couples that we work with come in and say, this is exactly what happens after they're on vacation. They're connected. They are light. They're having fun together, right? When we go to Maine, my responsibilities lessen by like 95%. And then when they come back, it's like, here we are in this life and there's certain triggers and there's just you know, certain things that you're just doing over and over again, and it, you just like lose that connection. So I'm just kind of relating this to also other couples that we work with, because that's what it felt like. We were on this like seven week sort of vacation. I mean, like you're working a lot, but I'm not, I'm only working one day a week. And then we come back and it's like, oh, the kids are at school. I've got my routine going. I've got everything going. And then you come back and yeah, I mean, it led to like multiple difficult conversations within that first few days, but thankfully we know how to get through them to come out on the other side. Again, a lot of couples don't have those skills, which is why we bring 
our experience and our knowledge and our skills to this podcast and to our center here in Tucson. Yeah. And so the the patience and the trust that, that I kind of want to talk about and, and hear what you have to say about this as well, Tara, is like when we go through either short or long-term disturbances in our relationship, it's like, how important is it? And how do we individually and as a couple connect with patients first? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can deal with this. Like, okay, this isn't maybe what I prefer or this isn't feel like I wanted to. And how do I convert that patience into a trust that we'll get through this, you know, yep. we got this. That's a big phrase between yeah, you and I, right? This. Like, we got Shit. this, we got this. <laughs> We're gonna, we, we can handle this. Yeah. So again, and this happens for us, it has happened to us, you know, a lot of the times previously when we didn't have the skills all finessed, it happens to a lot of couples is you get very emotionally reactive in the moment and then you kind of rupture and then a lot of couples don't know how to come back and repair the rupture. Now that we know how to have difficult conversations, instead of me, yes, I still react emotionally in the moment, but then I'll never forget this. It was just a couple of days ago. We were sitting in our living room and we're having this difficult conversation again. And I'm like looking at all of our family photos on the wall, like from the moment we were holding our twins in the first six weeks. And then, you know, when we're on our little hiking vacation, when the kids are five and, and I just kept thinking like, okay, although this moment is difficult, like we have this history and we've been through a lot and we're going to be okay. And this is just, you know, we just don't get it right all of the time, which I don't think anybody does. You could be, again, a seasoned relationship therapist And we get it wrong all of the time, but we keep coming back and having that, like, it's more of like the macro view instead of the micro, like in those moments, like we're just not supposed to be together anymore. Like I can't trust this. And why do I have to keep feeling this way? And now it's more of like, oh yeah, here we go. But there's that future that I know will be 90, hopefully holding our grandbabies. Yeah. If our children have children, (laughs) no pressure. So I think like what you touched on there is like super important. I think we we wanna point it out to everybody. And then I want you to maybe help me like talk about the more clinical side of this, right? And, but basically what you talked about was you were sitting there, we were in the living room. It was a very difficult moment. You looked up at some pictures of you know the you know decade plus we've been together and our family and all that and what that's called is is resourcing right mm-hmm. is is we were in a destabilizing moment where our little nervous system is hijacked absolutely which happens with individuals suffering from trauma it happens in relationships when we're activated it happens with with anxiety with depression is we become destabilized and one tactic is resourcing. And so can you can you help people understand what that is a little bit? Absolutely. So resourcing is all about regulating your internal emotional body. And so the more skills you have, like whether it's breathing, whether it's visualization, whether it's tapping, um, journaling, the more you have that in your body, in difficult moments, you can resource that so you don't get hijacked and where your nervous system just gets derailed. Absolutely. And so again, for me, I notice the minute my overwhelm starts and I don't want my body to go into flight, fight, freeze anymore. It's been there so many times throughout my life that I'm just like determined 
bound and determined to not go there. And so for me, one of my favorite tools and the one that works best for me is visualization, whether that's in my mind, picturing my safe place, or I'm looking out at family photos, visualizing our life together, reflecting on that. Immediately, I'm able to ground myself. And although there's still uncomfortable feelings, I am not hijacked. I'm able to use my frontal lobe to say, okay, this is just another thing we're going to get through and we're just going to get more connected after this. And now we get to teach other couples what happens in moments like this. It's where I go instead of, I'm leaving, I'm out of here. Well, and so how this relates back to me around trust, around patience, is that both individuals are working on sort of their personal growth, you know, their personal growth and their ability to handle the difficult moments. And as long as there is a trust between the two individuals that like, hey, this is tough, or this is a really difficult transition, or wow, you're going through something very hard, or wow, we don't really know how to deal with this change of job or this financial struggle or something that's going on with our kids. But if if we know that the other person is working on it, like that's where we begin to build the trust and we build then the patience that we can be in discomfort, whether it's for a weekend, a week, or like we've talked about in, in our relationship, sometimes like, you know, months of a difficult dynamic you're dealing with. Absolutely. And one thing I want to say too is this is so important because again, right, EJ and I, live our relationship to always be better. And we use skills to constantly see what's working or not working. We're helping other couples always that are suffering, trying to get to this place of just clarity and feeling okay in their body. And one thing that does not happen, and I think people have to really get this, is your partner does not know how to attune to you if you don't teach them. I could be the most nurturing, attuned human in the world. EJ's different than that. And so if I'm suffering in this moment and I just assume that he just knows how to like comfort me and have those words, he doesn't. And so I've gotten really good at EJ. I got to let you know, like in this moment, this is what it would have felt really nurturing to me. And I say the words and I'm like, you don't have to repeat him back now, but I'm just letting you know what would feel good to me. And I think so many couples don't do that because they just assume that the other person knows and it's just not true. And and EJ will still get it wrong, but hopefully he'll have in the... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
back of his mind, like, oh yeah, like Tara said, in moments like this, instead of saying this, actually this feels better. And I feel like maybe I share more of that than you do. That could be a whole other podcast. (laughs) Like I'm a better teacher. And then it kind of reminds me of like, again, not going into gender stereotypes, but like, you know, that stereotype of like, oh, men just don't ask for directions because they're just going to figure out themselves. You know, (laughs) I think of that like, oh, I'm not going to tell her how she can soothe me. So sometimes I'm left like questioning, but I know very well how I need you in those moments. And so again, how to like explain it and teach it. Well, and I think that the, the, the patience, the trust comes from when you have those difficult moments, when you go through a a tough transition, when you have an argument, whatever it is, that there's some aspect of what you said to me and hopefully I said to you that you've internalized and that you've shifted a little bit. Because that that was one of the things like, so, you know, like we said, we had, it was like a tough, like when I I came back on a Friday and and we kind of had a derailing moment that night. And then it was like kind of a tough weekend. And there were a couple conversations that we had that were really difficult, but I really like, I really thought about them even in the moment, even like before, maybe sometimes you would say difficult things to me and I would, it would take me like days to sort of like mm. get through my own reactivity, get through maybe the way it was delivered. And this time I was like, okay, like I'm really listening to what she said and what is the truth in what she's saying? And what are the things that she is saying to me that are certainly great for her, great for our relationship, but are also like really, wow, that's like a big area of growth for me. And when I think... It was like the third or fourth, like sort of difficult moment in these chains of difficult moments where, I mean, you were pretty activated and I came back to you and I told you about a way I internalized how I like accepted something that you had said to me the afternoon before by the pool. And I was like, I mean, as you said that, even though it was really difficult, I really accepted the truth of that. And that's like so important is like, I know I also, I crave that from you sometimes is, is sometimes you saying like, yeah, like that thing that you told me that maybe was difficult to hear, there was some truth there. And I'm, I'm willing to shift a little bit. I'm willing to, to say it in a different way, or I'm willing to, you know, to just make a change that we build trust, we build patience when we know our partner is doing their own work. Yeah. And I want those opportunities even more so where you come to me and share that so that I can be like, thank you. Like, I totally get that. And I'm going to work on that. Yeah, I do. I love those moments. Well, and I, and I think that that's one of the, you know, that's one of the most difficult things that we hear from couples when they come in here or listeners to the show, you know, who write us is it's so frustrating when they feel like they have a partner who isn't in that place yet, you yeah. know, who who isn't really willing to do the work, you know, who is in this place that we talk about when there's a person who just looks at their partner, points their finger and says, hey, if you just stop doing that, then we would be okay. Yeah. That that is a really disempowering place for a couple to be in when you're just focused on the other person's behaviors, really. Right. And that what's so incredible for couples is when both people say like, yeah, Mm. I got some work. Whatever we're struggling with in our relationship 
is definitely just an indication of something that I'm struggling with internally. Well, that and then just to like, I have one client, individual client, female, married for over 20 years. Her husband, definitely not ready to come in for couples at all. (laughs) And that's okay, right? He's pretty avoidant, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's doing so much work around not being reactive, about regulating her anxiety, and just her doing that work has significantly shifted their dynamic. So it doesn't have to take both people doing the work at the same time. We call it, you're a change agent. Even if one person in the system starts to get healthier, it's going to have an impact on that system, whether that's in your family, whether that's in your intimate partnership. Yeah. And and how many times have we seen over the years where one person maybe comes to therapy and they're like, oh, I'm so upset that my partner won't go with me. And then we get them into a place of like, okay, we can't do anything about mm-hmm. that person. They're not here. So let's like, just like dig in on you and let's just see what's, you know, what you can learn about what you're going through in this life. And then six months, sometimes a year, like down the road, all of a sudden the partner shows up. And the partner decides, you know, that like, okay, I do want to, I'm willing to do this. I mean, that happens all the time. So there's another level of patience, right? Is like, I am so patient and so committed to this relationship that I'm just going to go off and do my work. And I'm going to be patient that my partner will come around and that they will, you know, whether it's in therapy or just begin to shift outside of it, you know, that, that they'll do their work as well. And again, I don't want to minimize like... Our transition was difficult and I still, I can still be really angry at you and frustrated with you and we can still be okay. And that is important. So it's about, again, working on those skills of patience, compassion, resourcing, feelings in your body that you know are going to help you ground instead of take off to the races in moments of discomfort with our partner because we're going to have many And then it's about having that future narrative of like, even though we're going down this road again, we're doing it a little bit different every time and we're okay. So Tara, what would be like a piece of advice or an insight that you would give somebody if they're listening to this and they're just like, gosh, I'm not patient. I don't trust. Like, what would you tell that person? But they're like, but I do want this relationship to work. I crave it. I crave the love or I crave the connection. So I would say a little nugget of information is, I mean, I love going to my individual therapy every week. It gives me a safe space where I can just be who I need to be. And I get the opportunity to discuss, process anything and everything that I want to, which always, I always leave my therapy sessions feeling like I know myself better and I know myself more. So I guess my little piece of advice would be get to know yourself more. Why is this impatience here? Why do I feel like I have to control everything? Why do I feel out of control when certain things aren't happening in this way? I know that's like a big journey to take on, but it's also the only way I feel like some people can really regulate that impatience because to me, impatience is all about anxiety. Yeah, I love that because- you know, what What we're saying is like, instead of focusing on like the dynamic or the other person or the relationship, you go to that one thing that you do have some control, healthy control hopefully of is like introspection. Like, wow, like what's going on? Like, why am I in this level of discomfort? Why do I feel this level of despair? I mean, for me, another big thing is just like, and it's, it sort of goes off of what you were saying about looking inward 
is coming back to a, a personal belief and hopefully a relational belief that I can handle this, that we can handle this. And, and, and bringing it back to couples, which is what we talk about, is finding a way to even in a moment or a weekend or a month to be able to look at each other. And we kind of did this mm -hmm. a couple of times, even though it was difficult, of like, okay, we can handle this. Like, and, and maybe we don't have the solution today and maybe we're not gonna change and get right, right back on track today or tomorrow, but we can handle this. And I really think on some level it's important that both of us connect that I can handle this. I think that that's where it comes down to. Right, I think that's full circle of trust. We started at the beginning, whether that's internal trust on an individual level, and then trust for the relationship. Yeah. I know that I just feel very grateful that although we had a difficult transition, that we're able to have the difficult conversations, have the ability to be able to be okay and reconnect and continue to build trust. Cause I don't think it's ever completely built, but we continue to build it after every negative experience. And that's what couples need to hear. You can't build trust if you're not able to have these experiences and get through them. So that's the beauty part of it. Yeah. Absolutely. That that the, you know, that we have to go through the difficult times in order to build that trust. That we don't just build that trust, that patience when everything is sweet and perfect. That yeah. that we can get through a difficult time together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as always, like thank you so much for being a part of our audience. We love to to get your ideas on on things you'd like us to speak about or an individual or a couple. That's a big thing that we're also very interested now in making a move towards is interviewing more couples and, and hearing your stories because people love to hear the stories of other people's relationships and the adversity that they faced. So if you or your partner, or you know somebody who'd make an incredible guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Just go ahead and send us an email at info at relationshiprenovation.com. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we.